us be attentive. Brethren, I appeal to you by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all you agree that there be no dissensions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brethren. What I mean is that each one of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except for those that should say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize but to preach the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom. Bless the cross of Christ, be emptied of its power. Peace be to you, the reader. to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you. At that time, Jesus saw a great throng and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a lonely place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, we have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve basketfuls full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men beside women and children. Then he made the disciples to get into the boat and to go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There was a, a man from Greece who came to this country with his wife and children in the early 1900s. And if you recall in uh, your church history, you'll know that this country went through what was called the Great Depression from 1929 to 1939 for 10 years. And of course, while it it didn't affect everybody equally, it affected the vast majority in a very profound way in terms of the scarcity of jobs and the scarcity of food and, and other things. This man, when he came, came just before that time. However, during that time of the Great Depression, when his children were probably between the ages of 8 and 12, at the beginning of that time in 1929, they grew up during that 10-year span in, in some of their formative and teenage years. And it's interesting, there's a story of an account where uh, a gentleman, a neighbor of his, was talking to him when he was gardening in his garden in the front of his house there in this small city where, where they lived. And he said to this Greek man, he says, you know, I noticed that people from time to time come to your house and they knock on the door and you always leave and then you come back and you hand them something and it's typically food and he says that's a very noble thing but I just feel like I need to tell you that you need to be careful too because we live in a time of great need and you have a family and children And it stands to reason that you have to be very prudent in terms of what you give and if you give at times to people because you need to take care of your own home first. And this Greek man agreed and he says, each time a person does come, I do that. Sometimes I go back into my house and it may be dinner time and I'll take something from the very table that my family's eating from off and I take it to the person who comes to my home for food and I give it to him or her. And this neighbor says, you, uh, you're obviously a man of great faith, but God has also given us a brain and we need to use it and reason with that brain as well. So it's good to have faith, sir, but we also need to use our brain. So just remember that as someone who cares and as a neighbor, I just, I, I just felt like compelled to share that with you. And this Greek man says to him, well, I grew up in Greece as a child and we had hardly anything at all growing up. Sometimes we only ate once a day, if that. And our clothes were fairly tattered and we would play in the dirt and in the streets and the village and so forth. And I recall that growing up, we never went without, that God always provided, that even in the most dire times of my life, God provided food and he provided shelter and he provided clothing and and most of all, he provided a lot of warmth and love in the home. So coming from that country, 
I don't really feel that I've ever been abandoned by God. And, and it just stands to reason, sir, that since God has always provided for me, why would he not continue to provide for me now in this time? He said, and second, every person who comes to my home is hungry. So doesn't it stand to reason to give them something to eat? So I feel that I live by faith and by reason. And this neighbor just looked at him and kind of smiled and walked away. And this to me was a beautiful example of what it means to live by faith and to live by reason and to be good stewards of what God has given us. And if you think about the story of the gospel that we read this morning of the, uh, the feeding of the multitude, it says 5,000 men, but remember it also says in addition to women and children. So God only knows how many people there were. It could be 10,000 for all we know. The disciples, when they were confronted with this issue that there were thousands of people around and they found that they only had uh, five loaves of bread and two fish, um, that they would have to go off and find their own food. And it's interesting that they didn't think for a moment to say to one another, well, why would we send them off when we're with a man who's been forming miracles? Why don't we just trust in him and ask him to perform a miracle? Why would we have to send people away? The hymn came to mind to this Greek man in the story that I was telling you that we sing every time we have the blessing of the five loaves. Rich men have gone poor and they've become hungry. But those who seek the Lord shall never want for any good thing. And he lived by that. The disciples whose faith was not yet perfected didn't live by that. We are drawn out through this story to live by that faith and by reason and to be good stewards of all that we have. Because I propose to you that if you spend five minutes and just in quiet reflect on how God has provided for each and every one of you in different ways, in different places, in different times, that you will be convinced thoroughly that you have never been abandoned by God. That He has always been there, even in the most difficult moments that you've had to endure, to provide for you and to sustain you. We are rich men, but we're not rich because we have material goods. We are rich men and rich women because we have been given a loving, merciful, and kind God who provides for us constantly, every single day, if we care to notice. And I think that's the challenge for us. We fail to notice all the ways and times and means that God has always been there and provided for us and sustained us. Because we become problem-focused and we wrap a lot of worry and anxiety around those things that we're so concerned about. And we lose sight of the fact that God has been there and sustained us all along the way. So we are rich in, in a way that is beyond measure. And if we take the time to reflect, and this is what will increase our faith, and our faith will inform our reason, and our reason will strengthen our faith, we will become excellent stewards of everything we have. We won't live in fear of our health. We won't live in fear of our material goods, of our food, of being able to pay our bills. We won't live in fear that even though it may be very difficult, we will always be able to rest assured 
that God is there to sustain us and provide for us. This is a dynamic teaching that comes out of this story of the five loaves and the two fish and out of this Greek man who came from a country who, where he had literally nothing in terms of material things, but in terms of his, his faith, he was very, very wealthy. So I, I propose to you all, take time to really think about how God has blessed you throughout your life and let all of that increase your faith strengthen your reasoning that you should never lack faith or trust in God. Because ultimately, Christ stands before us every single day with His eyes peering into our eyes and He says to us, Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And this is how our faith is tested. And it's not for God to know, it's for us to know. Because we suffer when we don't have faith. We suffer when we don't trust in God. So reflect on your life and see already how God has blessed you completely. Never abandoning you. Even at the time when you thought He was, now you reflect back and see He wasn't. Look at that and let that change your heart and change the way you see all of the things that come to you each and every day of your life today and every day moving forward. Amen.